So many things to get to. Um, but every hour, or excuse me, every 10 o'clock hour, Josh and I dive into the transfer portal, roster news, Sooner news, all the things that are going on uh, with Oklahoma football. And our portal updates are brought to you by... Swift Co. Roofing and Construction. Give Brent Swift and his team a call. 405-831-8222. That is 405-831-8222. Brent Swift and his 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. He and uh, his team, they'll come personally. Look at your roof and your home. SwiftCoTeam.com. Now, I this isn't necessarily a player, but it is recruiting, and I guess even to a certain extent, kind of portal-related. Josh Lee Davis, the director of on-campus recruiting for the Sooners, came to Oklahoma from Florida as part of Brent Venable's original staff. It really does a good job in the organization and execution of the on-campus visits that take place for the University of Oklahoma, from portal guys to, to high school guys and their families coming in. She's leaving Oklahoma, which uh, I'm – I don't know if it comes as a surprise or if this is kind of just what the, I've noticed this, not necessarily Lee, but it seems as if across the country, guys like Drew Hill, they're kind of the anomaly, right? Drew's been here for a minute and he's done a great job in his role in, in running that, that side of Oklahoma football. But on the recruiting side, I feel like it's, it's like radio. There's a lot of people that move to other jobs, or at least what radio used to be. Uh, she said, um, the chapter has been a remarkable and transformative time in my life due in part to the extraordinary players, coaches, and staff. I've had the privilege of working with each day. Uh, because of each of you, the sentiment, once a sooner, always a sooner, it will forever hold true to me. Uh, the final sentence, and with this chapter of my journey has, and while this chapter of my journey has come to an end, Boomer always. So Lee Davis leaving Oklahoma. And these are, like I said, I, I don't know where she's going. I don't know what the story is there. I always had a blast anytime I was around Lee. She seemed to get it. Uh, she has a an eye for understanding what what families and people need when they get on on campuses and when they come to this city. So I, I never heard anyone say a bad word about her, and I think that that is, that is a credit unto itself. But it, it, it stings to lose someone like that. It'll be interesting to see, A, what's next for her, and then, B, what's next for Oklahoma in that position too. It's uh, the point woman, right, of a lot of recruitments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously the point man is Brent Venables and the assistants, but uh, – in terms of organizing so much of it, that's an integral, integral piece. Uh, a person behind the scenes that has been uh, instrumental in Oklahoma's success, this great start in what they've laid as the foundation on the recruiting trail. So wish her the best. Obviously, she did a, a tremendous job by all accounts uh, at Oklahoma. I mean, you don't really, you, you know, 
I guess if you're there every day talking to the the players and the coaches, you probably see a Lee Davis, mm-hmm. maybe more than the the public does. Or Plank, somebody uh, in in your shoes might see Lee Davis uh, as the the sideline reporter more than maybe others. But kind of out of sight, out of mind in some ways for the fan base, and yet such an important piece yeah. in, in building this thing. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, important to watch what happens there for OU. Oh, did, did Lee Davis? I'm sorry, Lee Davis. Uh, Sooner Todd on on Twitter, or Sooner Todd on the text line said that on Twitter it said she was going to UCF. Well, if if Twitter said so, then I guess that must be official, right? I haven't seen anything. Uh, I don't know if she if she's put it out there. And I just haven't updated her Twitter page, and I'm a moron. But uh, good for her. You would assume that it might be a situation where there is maybe more responsibilities wherever she's going. Maybe maybe more money, right? I mean it. <laughs> We all love Oklahoma, but th- there might be cer- there's certain positions that are what they are, right, Josh? And is that's she, not a- Is she from Florida? She is. So I mean, there's that too, right? I mean, look, uh, there's always going to be a draw to go home. Hold on, I've got a source here. I can find out what's going on. Let me let me see what I can let's see what I can find out. Let me let me dip into my Lee Davis source machine here, which would be texting Lee and saying, "Hey, what's going on?" But uh, good on her. Good on her. I think that's really awesome that she's able to make the impact that she did in a very short amount of time, right? And in a position, Josh, you hit it on the head, right? You don't probably know much about the director of recruiting if you just go to games. But I don't really really know if uh, you can truly understand the impact, even without going to games, that – some would see out uh, that that some would see they made. I promise, uh, Brent Venables yep, understands uh, the the impact that she has made on this program, and no doubt that is uh, look that's a prominent position at the University of Oklahoma and a valued position, and Oklahoma will vet and find, I'm sure, an incredibly talented uh, replacement. Um, all right, moving moving on, Josh Helmer. Let's kind of dive into a couple of things that we have started to figure out slash find out about potential Sooner targets in the portal. Well, let me pause one because this has been asked a couple of times. Again, another day whenever we still haven't had an official announcement on Zach Alley as being the next defensive coordinator in Oklahoma. Any, any reason why? Any concerns? I mean, this is about that time where people get jumpy. I mean – it was five minutes when Taylor Tatum hadn't sent in his letter of intent and people were freaking out. We're on, you know, more than a couple of days since this seemed to become officialized. Any reason for a delay or just kind of going through the process? I, I feel like we asked this yesterday, too. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't have a good answer for you on that. Uh, I would imagine, I, I still feel like because of the way it's been reported, it'll happen, you know, any minute. But uh, th- there's no telling. I mean, what would be your guess? I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. I do not have any idea why is, this would be dragging out the way that it currently is right now. Does uh, does Zach have a, a family? I mean, what uh, it could be as simple as uh, trying to orchestrate the, the the moving portion of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. But he's – I don't think this is a situation where eyes – won't be dotted, and T's won't be crossed, right? It seems as if this is 
this is inevitable that he's going to be the next guy. It would be nice to get this announced and get him here before the end of the month because, look, Oklahoma's got a big-time junior day coming up. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, Pete Nakos reported this a couple days ago, but Jacksonville State's Devin Baldwin had entered the transfer portal. And you start thinking about dudes that when you look at them, you think, I wouldn't mind having him on my defensive line, right? Uh <laughs> Baldwin last year with Zach Alley as his defensive coordinator, six foot five, two hundred and seventy pound defensive lineman who had six and a half tackles for loss last season. And again, not a name that we've seen too terribly much, unless you are a uh, a bona fide Stoops brothers disciple and you read the thread constantly on Sooner Scoop about who's who's mentioned on social media that they have connections with Oklahoma and who hasn't. But you also start thinking about you start thinking about that too. You start thinking about that. Um, this is a fair point from Kyle and Brokenbow, who writes: Rumor is that it hasn't been announced because OU is a Pizza Hut school and Ali is a Papa John's guy. <laughs> well, it's yeah, time to make the move. Oh, that's that's fair point, Kyle and Brokenbow. Though, side note here because you brought it up, Kyle, this is your fault. When we went to BYU. They had Papa John's in the for the pregame meal, and um, I'm I'm not against I'm not anti Papa John's. Wow, admitting live to you all that he is not a company man. I know, right? Don't get me wrong; it's always Pizza Hut, or Mazio's, or Hideaway. Um, but I can't I can no longer dump on on Papa John's. It's been a minute. I don't think I'd had Papa John's since like college, but. what is your favorite type of pizza i'm very i'm a simpleton i'm a simpleton give me a pepperoni pizza uh if i go to hideaway i'm gonna have the boz or i'm gonna have the the big country my daughter my nine-year-old eats cheese pizza so we might just get a cheese pizza i'm not somebody that gets too complicated now i live with complicated people i mean come on i i live with three women (laughs) Anyway, I live with people yeah, that put quickly. I, I live with people that put pineapple on their pizza. Well, so that's yeah. Maybe I asked the uh, question incorrectly there Go because I, I'm the same way. Uh, pepperoni and cheese, boom! I'm I'm great. But New York yeah. slice, Chicago deep dish. What yeah. would be your preference? What's your favorite kind oh, of pizza? I, but again, I, I kind of feel like I have that same take that I do on barbecue. No, I don't, don't, I don't, don't say it. There's bad pizza, man. You give me whatever. I'm okay. I'm, I'm a thin crust guy. I like if I'm not getting the hideaway crust, I want the thin crust. That's kind of, kind of the way I. Look I love it. deep dish. Oh, really? But I'm not complaining about it. Love it. All right. Anyway, th- this is your fault, Kyle. But we don't really know too terribly much about like Devin Baldwin and and his path and whether or not he could end up, you know, being a sooner sooner rather than later. But as it stands right now. Um, he, he's reportedly got his name in the portal and that's the kind of guy that I think you, you also, when you take a job as an offensive coordinator, I would assume Josh, that you want to get a guy in there that is familiar with what you do and what you're all about. Uh, I was reading, I was digging up and there was a story about how he had a big time game against South Carolina whenever they played South Carolina this season. Uh, as far as recruits are concerned, he was he wasn't necessarily a high star recruit. He was a three star guy, but he's improved himself during his time at Jacksonville State. So I 
might be a name worth keeping an eye on. By the way, my dogs are all in here with me, and I think we're about to have a fight. Oh, hold on. Butters. Cut it out, dude. I love that you have a dog named Butters. We have but- Butters. It, this is very rare. Butters, Honey, and Tater are all in here at the same time. And uh, they, they want to get out, but we're not. Listen, guys, you came in during the portal segment, okay? This this thing takes a little. We're talking Sooner football for like 20 minutes. Told you guys. But there's been a little bit of bad blood recently between Butters and Honey. And Butters was kind of staring him down a little bit. So What's like, going on? Why is there bad don't blood? Know. I This just kind of started recently. It used to be Butters and Tater that – and these are brawls, dude. This is like you got to pull them apart from wow. each other. Yeah, getting, it's not good. Getting territorial over your affection or what? I, okay, that's one thing that's happened. But I've noticed Butters, my – don't ask me what kind of dog he is. He's a white fluffy dog. I have no idea. Okay. We paid infinitely too much money for him. But if you – if if I were to have like a Trisket cracker or something in my hand that I would be eating – he would fight to the death the other dogs if they tried to get close, <laughs> right? He's a little fatty, so he doesn't want you messing with his food. Yep, food so, is uh, – that can be a trigger. That's two sidebars. Sorry. Um, one of those sidebars, by uh, by the way, is, is Josh's fault. And the other sidebar, I guess we could look at and say that would be uh, – uh, who was it on the text line? That would be Kyle and Broken Bow's fault. Uh, Recruiting-wise, you were all over this last night, Josh. I was impressed. Uh, five-star safety Jonah Williams out of Texas. High-profile recruit will be headed to Norman uh, Norman for that junior day on January 27th. Also, five-star wide receiver. uh, Wait, who's who's the wide receiver here that you had sent me? I don't want to get the wrong name. Uh, Oh, Caleb Cunningham's going to Florida. I'm sorry, as as of his. And I thought he was also making a trip to Oklahoma. But with a safety like Jonah Williams. And he will be. Oh, he will be? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I just, he's not coming that weekend, right? He'll be for Oklahoma's junior day on January 27th. But uh, he's also got visits ahead of that to Auburn and then after that on the third at Florida, which, you know, look, five-star wide receiver, that's not shocking that uh, he's, I mean, look, he's going to have a ton of interest and he's going to be making a bunch of visits. It is crazy, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Th- this uh, this is you, I guess, uh, altering the way that my brain works to some degree, right? Because the first thing I thought of when I saw some of these stories is it truly is a year-long calendar now in college football. It's There's no downtime. Is this how it's been in the past where we've had junior days at the end of January before spring football kicks off? Um, that's a great question. It's almost like, oh, you is OU going to have two junior days? Is that how they've normally done it? I think so. I think so. I think they will. I always kind of remember them being like more towards the end of the spring and maybe even more closer to the summer. But maybe that's just big events in general that they have. Well, I mean, that's just a big recruiting event that they have in general. Suffice it to say, they're off to a great start with wide receivers in this 2025 class, but if you can add Cunningham to that mix, you'd feel great about it. Uh, Jonah Williams, he's he's regarded by some plank as a linebacker, but it seems like Oklahoma, because of uh, the way they're recruiting him, is thinking safety. Mm. And uh, here's something that will I, I feel like is good news for Oklahoma and excite people. Six foot three, two hundred pounds, great frame, right? All that sort of stuff seems like would be a natural fit uh, at a cheetah type position. Safety. He could mix and match there, right? But he's a baseball star, which Oklahoma's track record with dual sport guys has been really good. Yeah, it has. It has. 
a lot of people, by the way, uh, are, are jumping back into the Zach Alley conversation. There seems to be a pretty consistent, well, he still has to be approved by the Board of Regents. I've never seen anyone wait till the Board of Regents approves something before they announce it. Yeah, it seems like it's always announced and then it gets approved. Right. I, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't know if now this might be new and there's got to be like chicken before egg or something of that nature. But I've. I usually whenever whenever I've seen a guy that's going to be hired, it's like, oh, here's the announcement, uh, and the board of regents will will approve it. I, I've never ever seen an announcement hinge or wait on whether or not the board of regents has approved it. Unless it's like a president or at at the very least, there is an acknowledgement from somebody. And with all due respect, wouldn't it, I know that there's a lot of important business that does not regard Oklahoma football. I, I, I understand, but wouldn't this sort of supersede a lot of it and jump to the front of the line? I mean, like with, with all due respect, Junior Day is coming up on the 27th, guys. Come on. Right. We Come on. We need to get our defensive coordinator in here. Let's go. Um, by the way, Jeff from OKC, is there any news that Zach Alley needs his own get-back coach? I would gladly apply. I don't – I think Brent Venables is going no get-back coaches on the sideline, guys. Got to think it, it – just what I've seen through the first couple of seasons. Now, there was some sideline penalties, so maybe that gets reevaluated in 2024. Who knows? But maybe they look at it and say, if you can, if Brent Venables can control himself without a get-back coach, then then maybe we can, we we, we all can handle ourselves without a get-back coach. I feel like he's been pretty tame, though. No, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he got the one penalty, and it's I don't even know that he should have. <laughs> can you hear my dumb dog? Oh yeah, honey, what is it? You want to tell Josh what it is? All right, I got a break. These th- these guys are driving me crazy. Was there anything else that we needed to hit on on the OU football news slash portal updates? Anything of that nature that kind of caught your eye last night? Anything I'm missing? No, I don't think so. It's uh, feels like it's started to slow a little bit here. Hopefully, there's a, a final name or two to add. Nine total incoming transfers right now, including the most recent addition in Jake Roberts and. Uh, Jake being the tight end out of North Texas by way of Baylor. And then, of course, what was he Norman or Norman North when he played his high school ball? Norman North. Norman North. Yeah, he okay. was really good at Norman North. And then Caden uh, Wooler, the edge rusher out of Miami of Ohio. Now we kind of wait and see if there is anything more to a name like a Devin Baldwin and await for the official announcement of the new defensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners. Quick break when we come back to the text line and – more on college hoops, OU and TCU tonight. That's the men's game at eight. OU women at Manhattan at Kansas State tonight at six. We got you covered right here on the ref. All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Dude, I didn't realize that today was your big brother's birthday. It is, yes. Happy birthday, Joey. I don't know if I've said this much. I'm really proud of Joey, man. There's a guy that uh, said, enough of this media BS. I'm going to be a, an attorney. I'm going to be a lawyer. And he's grinded away, man. How's he doing? You, you guys talk much? You guys still live together? Or is he off being attorney man? Well, we, don't, we definitely don't live together anymore. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, we talk. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. It's good. He's uh, first semester, I think, went well. So, it's good. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to one Joey Helmer. By the way, we have a couple of very uh, in-the-weeds birthdays to celebrate today. Happy birthday to Harley, Harley Rydling. 
who is one of my personal favorite people on the planet, a cousin of Jessica Cootie, so got to know that family pretty well. Standout catcher for Kansas back in the day. And congratulations to a former 1430 The Buzz contributor. Haven't heard from Raider fan Tim in a while. It is his birthday. So happy birthday, Tim. Can you tell that I just logged on to Facebook? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, how we keep up with the news. And by the way, thanks to Mark Williams as well for giving us uh, a nice shout-out on the Book of Faces. If you haven't grabbed the new Boyd Street, I just do yourself a favor. Mark uh, Desher, at OU Photo Guy, has an incredible picture on the front page of Drake Stoops. Uh, I've got a men's gymnastics preview in there. We've got a women's gymnastics preview in there. And there have been so many great stories on Drake Stoops written that I – I picked up during the season. I just I picked up and wrote about how, in my opinion, Drake Stoops, much like Pops did, galvanized Oklahoma football when he said what he said after the the Oklahoma State loss. And I just think that kind of showed you the leadership that we're the Royal we are gonna miss. I, I I'm sure, I'm sure in time they'll be more athletic and they'll be more big-time, you know, draft prospects. But I don't know, Josh, if we'll ever have a story quite like Drake Stoops at the University of Oklahoma. I mean, it's just unbelievable, right? Yeah, the 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 legacy of the family name at right. OU. And, and then what Drake became as a player at Oklahoma. He was tremendous at Norman North, uh, led that team to a state championship game. And uh, a win at home alongside Kolar and company over Union, which doesn't happen a lot Mm-mm. at uh, a place like Norman North. And uh, I think at that time was it snapped the West Side had lost, I don't know how many games in a row, to Union and Jinx. And so, look, he did a, it was an accomplished guy at the, the prep level and then came to OU and become a, became a great player mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. So, yeah, no, it's going to be tough to top that. Mark Williams, man, is uh, that's, he's about as good as it gets. I – I'm going to miss him. And and I saw the magazines out and about, so grab one. Um, there, there is – I'll tell you what. There's two incredible stories on, on Drake Stoops out there. And when I read them, I realized I, I can't I can't write anything that good. It, uh, it so really is – Change my course. But OU Daily has a really good one, and George Stoy over at Sooner Scoop. Outstanding article. If I can brag on you and on us just a little bit, it really is a great community magazine. So if you're out and about – pick up a copy of Boyd Street, not just for these stories, but every month because, yeah. uh, you know, our great partners are a part of it, and it really is a, a terrific magazine. There's a lot of time and effort and work that goes into it. Coy sent um, a couple of really good texts that I need to get here. First, he writes, so how the EA Sports College football game update started. It was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day there was a report that EA was going to give the release date or some type of update for the game during the national championship. Yeah, and I think I think that rumor started, and I, I think, I don't want to say Matt Brown has walked it back, but he said, listen, all I said was that oh. there is expected to be something. <laughs> right. All I said all I was, said. <laughs> you got I mean, everybody into a fever pitch, and that, then it didn't hey, happen. I, I, I will tell you. I will tell you, I've seen that work for me, and I've seen that work against me, right? <laughs> the the Brent Venables report, I'm like, hey, I, I fully expect Brent Venables to be the head coach, and I expect it to happen soon, 
and and no one heard the but at the end of it. But I think due diligence is going to to take place here. And I think was it CBS Sports. I went on with Zach Gelb and <laughs> that, that that clip just stopped after I was it was it was like yeah I think it's going to be Brent Venable and I think it's going to be soon. It's like what, what hold on OU sideline reporter reports right <laughs> right. And I, I've seen it, you know, work for me too. But in this instance, in this instance, they got to be honest with you. I, I think Matt Brown's got to wear it a little bit more. And then he adds, Bleacher Report has a story this morning that they're trying to put together something called the Irrelevant Bowl. Please, please tell me that's a joke. Um, is that? For teams that are just terrible, or what's the idea? All right. Well, it is not. College uh, promoter Roy Engelbrecht announced his plan to launch an event he's deemed the Irrelevant Bowl, which he hopes will feature the two worst teams in college football going head-to-head. Quote, no polls, no rankings, no controversy. Just two winless or near winless teams looking for redemption and one elusive win. Yeah, good luck convincing anybody to be a part of that. Hey, uh, come on down, freaks and losers. I mean, it's like, who's signing up for that? I mean, we are looking to put together, Josh Helmer, a whack pack of college football. That's that's what this is, yes. uh, I guess we'd probably watch, though, right? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I don't. But they will I'm watch. Sure I would. So, oh, how would you gauge it? You see, NCAA offensive rankings might be a good way to start, right? Let's look here. That's 2022. So, let's see. DFL in total offense in 2023. Oh, never mind. Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they would fit right in. They would. Oh, all right. So, you're telling me that. You could have Eastern Michigan play like a Kansas State or something of that nature. Oh, they're in the same conference. They play each other already. I I mean, as Coy writes on Twitter, what are we even doing? JP Sooner, Sicko's Committee Heaven. Oh, you think? The Sicko's Committee is probably the biggest proponents of this. Oh, they love bad football. They love all football. <laughs> and True Suter writes, it's like dinner for schmucks in real life. It is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Football version. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, there's no way anyone's going to say, yeah, we'll come. We'll do it. We well, want to win a game. Right? What are, the, what are the payouts on this deal? If there's a financial – if there's – a lucrative financial angle to it, maybe. But a lot of times, teams come out on the wrong end for playing another game. That is true. I mean, bowl games aren't money-making endeavors when you're outside of the group of outside of the New Year's Day six. Yeah, I like this from the four hundred five. We are much worse than that team. How did they get that bid? We're worse than them. It's like the South Park episode where they're playing little league baseball. <laughs> They try to lose so their season doesn't get extended. We'll show you. We're the biggest losers around. Oh, yeah? Uh, All right, it's 1035. I promised a little basketball here um, tonight. I think uh, I'm on the women's call, so I'm, I'm all in on my Kansas State prep, and I think it's fascinating just for a moment to look at Kansas State's roster, Josh, and you see the Oklahoma influence on it. Uh, I mean, and not just in, 
Gabby Gregory, who has become really special. You know, Gabby, Gabby went through some major health stuff whenever she was here. And as Sherry retired and Jenny Baranchek came in, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how in-depth I'm, I'm allowed to go, but let's just say there was a point where we didn't know whether or not she was going to be able to play, right? It was like, ooh, is she going to be able to – is she going to be able to play basketball again? So kudos to Gabby. She played, decided she wanted a fresh start, went to Kansas State. It's been an all-Big 12 performer. Um, Heavenly Greer was the big that we always thought Sherry Cole needed. I mean, that tells you how long Heavenly Greer has been around. I, I The rumor was there were some academic issues, and then – it was hard for her to break the and crack the rotation. So Jeff Mitty came to Norman, got her. She's not a she's six foot three. She's a junior that still has a year left of eligibility somehow. But she is she's not a regular part of that uh, Kansas State rotation. She averages six point six minutes per game. Yeah, and then there's Michaela Parks, who doesn't have a tie to Oklahoma, but oh, she played for Norman High School. She played for Norman High School. And let me see, do I have her on my spotter board? I think I do. Good player. Can really yeah. uh, really shoot it. She hasn't seen a ton of minutes for for Kansas State, but I think she's got a chance to be be pretty good. Down the road, yeah. So you're looking at a team in Kansas State that's got, you know, two – well, and Gabby Gregory in high school was in Oklahoma. She was a standout Gatorade player of the year out of Holland Hall. You got Parks and Michaela Parks, the sophomore out of Norman. Um, you got Gabby Gregory and you got Heavenly Greer. It's very rare, very rare when you go up against a team that has two of your former teammates. Which I, though I don't know how many players on this actual roster, maybe Liz Scott and Nevaeh Tot uh, were teammates with Heavenly Greer. I know for sure they both were with Gabby Gregory. But it's very rare where you not only have a couple of former teammates on opposing team. I, I know this has happened before because OU and Kansas State played twice last season, and Gabby had been there and had been a regular part of things, but. I find it pretty fascinating, Josh, to see that as an opponent tonight, which is more than just Aoka Lee. There's a lot of Oklahoma on Jeff Mitty's roster. Now, this uh, this is the first trip back for OU with Aoka Lee playing since she set the NCAA record, right? Uh, well, Oklahoma – now, it's the first time in Manhattan. That's what I'm saying. First, first game for OU in Manhattan – versus Aoka Lee since she had the 61 points, correct? That's right. Now, because she was a- hurt last year. Kansas State came to Norman later that season, and Oklahoma beat them. But then Aoka Lee missed the entire year last year. She's uh, – I-, I hate saying this about an opposing team's player, but I will. She's really fun to watch. Oh, she's great, yeah. <laughs> 5808. Can we get back to Michigan football? <laughs> <laughs> EA Sports and Michigan football, please. Uh, all right. So there, and, and on the men's side of things, no rocking chair games, right? Kevin Henry talks about it a lot. You're going on the road to a TCU team that I think is still a little bit bummed, burned from what happened against Kansas on when was that Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday when they played Kansas. So uh, they felt like they won that football game. Uh, and Oklahoma. I, I feel like it's been a little bit of a roller coaster in Fort Worth for them. Yeah, you know, there's been times you had the you had Hillbilly Kobe, Austin Reeves that hit the game winner that ended up shutting down this the twenty twenty college basketball season when COVID hit. It was a last game. Uh you feel like Oklahoma has had success against TCU whenever 
they come to Norman, but you also get the sense that it's been a little bit more of a struggle whenever they go to Fort Worth. Fort Worth was in the mid or Fort Worth. TCU was in the midst of that seven game winning streak before the Sooners put one on them last March in Norman. But prior to that, Oklahoma was on a heck of a run against TCU. The Sooners had won, what was that, eight straight games against TCU before the Horn Frogs had won three in a row, including that overtime thriller back in 2022 in Fort Worth. So we'll see if the Sooners can get it and keep it right tonight. That's kind of been a tough place the last few times that Oklahoma's gone there and played. How about this from ESPN Bet? Ooh. TCU favored by four and a half tonight. Okay. Uh huh. And if you get into the matchup predictor, I don't know how much you care about it, but uh, 63% chance they're favoring TCU tonight. Which, look, TCU's really good, and they uh, almost won back to back years in, uh, in fog over the weekend. So. We know it's a legitimate big-time challenge, and this is the type of game, if you're OU and you're a player, a contender for the Big 12 regular season championship, you don't have to win both this week, but you probably need to split. And, yeah, you know this as well as I do, Play, you got a much better chance winning tonight than you do at, uh, at Allen Fieldhouse. When we come back, let's hit the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Our top five stories are right around the corner. We're rolling on a Wednesday, it's hump day with the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Back with you. It's the Plank Show. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, Allison Insurance that brings us hour number two. Give Bob and Robert Allison a call. Let them find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allisoninsurance.com, 405-745-2968. The Text line, it be a booming, as always, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Jamie in White House, Whoa. out of the 903. Uh, I believe, uh, well. The actual White House? I, I, don't, th- I don't think, uh, no, I don't think this is uh, from Capitol Hill. It would be pretty right. sweet if it was. I would be. Uh, sorry, I know I missed this earlier, but why is Lee Davis leaving? We don't know. I, I didn't hear back from Lee, so. I don't think that – I don't disagree. I'm not arguing with Sooner Todd, but whatever he saw about UCF, I haven't seen yet. I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but I just don't know. Lee, people are freaking out. Can you tell us why you're gone? Lee, will you please tell me why you're leaving? <laughs> Reply- now I'm going to start stalking your friends, okay? I'm the, starting with Jackie, okay? The, I'm the going people- to Soli first, and until you tell me, I'm not, I'm not going to stop. The people are concerned. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, where do you want to go next? Nine seven two. Could he be waiting to tell his players in person when they come back from school? I, I assume that's in regards to Zach Alley. Yeah, uh, and, and I saw that we got something from um, uh, who was it? One of our Texas contributors to the program was like, "Hey, what's going on here?" I, I don't think there's any reason to panic. I, I don't. I, you know, yeah, here it is. TT and the ICT. Uh, what's going on with Zach Alley? I mean, it's a simple question. I don't know. There was some that said I needs to have Board of Regents approval before they can announce it. But, again, I don't ever remember an announcement that wasn't made till after the Board of Regents cleared it, right? Usually it's, hey, so-and-so got the job, and uh, we're just uh, pending ap- approval from Board of Regents. A lot, At least on a lot of occasions, yeah, it plays out that way. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Anything more worth getting into? Oh, there's uh, okay. so much more worth getting into. We got time for two more. Let's get two more. Okay, how about Dink in Florida? After the Selman family, the Stoops family might be the most impactful family in school history. Who would be the others? Uh, stop. Shh. Don't, don't send that. What is he doing? That's good June and July. Do you realize how barren the sports world becomes? Let's, what are you uh, doing right now, Dink? Hey, hide your rankings papers, and we will uh, revisit shortly. Uh, so the Selman family. The minor the family. family. The minor family. Ha- has to be up there. Hey, by the speaking of that, speaking of that, Josh, tomorrow on the show, I'm glad, I'm glad that you mentioned the minor family. We have a crossover event unlike anything in the history of – Plank and Josh, because right off the if if this is still the case, if it's changed, and I look like a freaking moron no, I, right I, now. I, this is my understanding. I think okay. you're right. All right. After Toby wraps up, he had we have agreed to a contractual uh, agreement. There is a lot of lawyers that this had to go through. You know, TJ's a high priced talent to keep around too, so a lot of eyes dotted, T's crossed. It's been tough, but Toby and TJ, you and I are going to talk with Damon Miner from 9 till about 9.20 tomorrow on the show. And uh, obviously, when you get a chance to talk to Damon Miner, you, uh, in, in remembering the history and the legacy of his twin brother and everything that Ryan meant to this program and what Damon meant to, that, the, to this program and this university, uh, it's going to be a pretty, pretty special moment. So we wanted to make sure that we had T-Row in the house to – and I think they wanted to make sure that they had T-Row in the sure. house, too, to make sure that we, we hit it from all corners. So a uh, little programming update. Damon Miner off the top of the show tomorrow. T-Row is going to stick around, and we're going to have a fun conversation uh, in, in a challenging time, right? It's, it's tough when you think about losing Ryan Miner and the timing during the holiday season. You never want to lose anyone that young. But you're right, Josh. You think Selman family. You think Stoops family. Whenever you pull back, you think – Obviously, the the minor family, a lot of great families that have committed to the success of Oklahoma athletics. What has become, I mean, it's 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 only a couple, but I mean, beyond just athletes as coaches, the Gasso family, Patty and JT, DJ was here oh, as an no assistant doubt. for a while. Jim, um, uh, Poppy was integral early on. He was, I think, the first ever strength and conditioning coach we had for softball. Whenever whenever a coach came aboard, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a great conversation, Dink, and it's one that I think we'll be able to go more in-depth on as we get a little bit more perspective too, right? I think as we learn more about just how special Drake was, uh, that might be they might even be knocking on the door of the Selmans. But that's, that's, that's going to be a tough door to break through mm-hmm. too. All right, Rare, quick break. Clarified air. Quick, oh, did I say oh, one more? One more. I'm sorry. We got a little bit carried away on that. Uh, just real more. quick, Nova Sooner. Plank, you might have already gone over this. Uh, do you know how we watch the first month of softball since they're playing Ooh. tournaments? Is it flow again? Everything that I have seen is that it is flow. Now, when we went in 2017 to the first ever Port of Iarda Challenge, I want to say that was ESPN because Oklahoma was playing in a rematch against Auburn, I, not like ESPN, but I think like ESPN2 maybe. Mm-hmm. But now that ESPN is doing the um, their early season Clearwater event, I would say 
two of your first three tournaments will be flow softball. Ah, that's great news. And I, I think, I think that McNeese State tournament is something that we're going to be able to turn key ourselves. But I'll see. I'll, I'll dig in. All right, hey, let's break. We're running behind. Good stuff, guys. Keep it coming. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref. Hey, there is a, there's a little breaking news. I, I know we got the top five stories of the day coming up here in a bit, but from the uh, NFL, and our breaking news is brought to you by Wagner Heating, Air, Electrical, Plumbing. Two in there for Wagner? Uh, sorry, guys. I usually have everything right here in front of me, and it took one day for me to absolutely lose every little sheet of paper that I had. Everything's falling apart in the Plank household. Wagner's, they sell the best, service the rest. There you go. I my car's been given its final rights and I got to go pick it up today. My my wife's been sick since Sunday. Oh, I'm having going through a cleanse. They say this is going to happen. If it makes you sick, stop doing it. Why is that so hard for people to understand? Are you are you married to Robin Quivers? Am I married to Alex Jones? You don't understand. They want to tell you that you're not getting better because they don't want you healthy. That's that's right. Matt Eberflus is going to stay with the Chicago Bears, but they will be firing their offensive coordinator. And did you see the Wink Martindale, the Don Martindale, the head coach, or the defensive coordinator of the Giants? And I guess as he was being fired by Brian Dable, he cussed him out going out the door? I mean, isn't that what everyone wants to do with a boss that they can't stand? Just while they're going out the door? Call them every word in the book? Yeah, and fortunately, we have great ownership and, and bosses here. But at some point professionally, yeah, everybody right. with a coworker. I mean, yeah, those thoughts enter, sure. So, again, uh, new OC coming with the Chicago Bears and likely paired with Caleb Williams. All right, let's hit those top five stories of the day coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.